Chapter 21 Divine Longings Over the Foolish Would That They Were Wise Deuteronomy 32.29 These are the words not of anger, but of love, of disappointed affection, of a sorrowful friend, of a tender-hearted father, of an earnest, gracious, and long-suffering God. In them God yearned over Israel. In them He still yearns over us. In them we learn the attitude in which God is standing over us, always stretching out His hands to a disobedient and arguing people. 1. God's Desire to Make Us Wise He is the infinitely wise God. He longs to make us partakers of His wisdom. He has no pleasure in our ignorance. Indeed, it excites His compassion as much as His displeasure. He knows the preciousness of wisdom, and He loves to not see us without it. He wishes us to be wise. Why then does He not make us wise, seeing that He is as powerful as He is wise? I cannot explain this whole puzzle. It's mysterious. Only let us remember that first, He is sovereign as well as loving, second, wisdom from its very nature cannot be forced, and third, the power of a human will for evil, for resistance both to wisdom and to love, is very great, far greater than can be supposed from the feebleness of the creature in whom it is. We cannot disentangle the whole knot, but we know from His own words that He desires sincerely and honestly to see us wise. What else can our text mean, would that they were wise? Is not this good news? God desires to make you wise. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1, 5. 2. Man's Unteachableness The wish to be wise and the unwillingness to be taught is one of the many strange contradictions of humanity. The search for wisdom and the rejection of it when God presents it is a spectacle, strange but not quite unaccountable. For the wisdom man searches for is wisdom of his own selecting. It is wisdom without God. It is wisdom that will not contradict his propensities and lusts. It is wisdom reasoned out by himself and according to himself the credit of discovery. Submission to divine instruction is what he especially dislikes. Liberty to take or reject God's instruction is what he claims for himself and the present age is developing man's unteachableness to the full. He claims to be his own teacher, and to be the judge of the wisdom that he is to receive. He insists that his own reason, his own conscience, and his own moral sense will sit in judgment on all that is presented to him. The authoritative presentation to him of any doctrine he holds to be inconsistent with his liberty, and therefore even when he receives the doctrine thus presented, he rejects the authority on which it comes. He may receive the truth, but it is because his own reason has proved it or accepted it, not because God has offered it. He would have his faith to stand in the wisdom of man and not in the power of God. And three, God's provision for our becoming wise. He has not left us to gather wisdom at random, nor contented himself with the mere expression of a wish that we should be wise. He has given substantial proof of his sincerity in this thing. He has provided a the lesson. This book of his contains that lesson. It is full, varied, complete, and simple. It is a lesson for the learned and unlearned. 
for Jew and Greek, for rich and poor, the same lesson for everyone. In this one book is written the lesson of lessons, the lesson which, when learned, removes darkness, ignorance, and anxiety, and gives light, peace, health, and an eternal salvation. B. The School. It is the school of Christ. For our first step is to become His disciples, to accept Him and His rules for the guidance of our studies. Make disciples of all the nations. Matthew 28, 19 was His commission. So we enter His academy. We enroll among His scholars. This discipleship is the first step to wisdom. It is the renunciation of the false schools of the world, of man, and of philosophy and it is the submission of our whole man to the regulations of this school. See, the discipline. It's not simply pouring in information that is required. The mind, the soul, and the conscience must be so disciplined and prepared as to receive it correctly. Various is this discipline, this training. Hardship, sorrow, trial. All kinds of chastisement are required in order to suit us for the reception of the wisdom. In this divine school, all of these are brought into use, daily use, to make us receptive, pliable, teachable, and submissive. And D. The Teacher. He is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we are said to learn of Christ and to learn of the Father, but the Spirit is the special teacher. He will teach you all things. John 14:26. Who is a teacher like him? Job 36:22. His teaching is perfect, irresistible, yet not miraculous, gradual, natural, yet supernatural. He teaches us out of that book that he has inspired. Thus God yearns over us, grieving at our ignorance, mourning over our unteachableness offering to teach us and to make us wise. Thus pitying us, He provides for us, leaving us inexcusable if we remain untaught. Would that you were wise, He says to each one of us, and He says it sincerely. Let us place ourselves entirely in His hands for instruction, for light, and for blessing. All He asks is that we enroll ourselves as His scholars and submit to His teaching. In His infinite compassion and love, He implores us to be wise.